Hey, bestie. What's up, girl? Hey, does anyone ever ask you, like, oh, I heard you do a podcast. What's that witty and gritty podcast all about? Yeah, okay, so I usually spit out this robotic sentence that's, we help hardworking Christian women get the growth they want by giving them the tools they need in order to have more joyful and fulfilling lives. So that's usually what I say, but I'm also monotone. Y'all know this. And so it's just like, so Farron, what does that mean? Yes. Well, my response is not as fancy, even (laughs) though I've heard you say that lots of times I should know by now, but essentially I explain that we help people grow in their Christian lives and through their growth, then they can better fulfill God's calling on their life. Right. So we're book study experts and we know how to analyze, pull apart and take that through the Christian lens, and that's kind of what we do here. And so then sometimes people are like, yeah, you're self-help books, and they might be mainstream, but we are always sure to bring it back to God and the biblical view. Right, so whether you see a secular book or something that a Christian author's written, just know that when you come here, you're going to get it through a biblical lens. And not just ours. I like that we incorporate interviews by people living out the principles. Yeah, that's for sure. So that's your little bonus if you stick around through the series, which yeah. I hope you will. Yay! Here we go! Episode 174 of I Am Rahab. We are closing out 2022 with this book by Autumn Miles, and it is freaking fantastic. Go get it right now. Yes. And as always, guys, we give you our big takeaways, but we know that everyone's different. And especially with this book, Autumn's books are full of scripture, which is God's word, which no matter the reader, it's going to fulfill those needs, those aches that you might be carrying in your heart. So please go read it because what speaks to us, there could be so much more in these chapters for you. But don't tune out. Stick with us. All right. So (laughs) one thing Autumn does a good job of, not just sharing scripture, but she studies it, Mm y'all. Maybe someday I'll get to that point. But for right now, Autumn is my guide. And she did a whole bunch of research on Rahab's story, including like where her house was. Mm -hmm. So it was in Jericho. For those of you that aren't familiar with the story, Joshua and the army, they were going to go conquer Jericho. Why? God told them to. So they were being faithful. And Jericho was the most fortified city. So it wasn't just like, you know, three little pigs and the straw stack house. Okay. It was the brick house. And so they were like, okay, well, God said to, so here we go. (laughs) By means of walking around it. (laughs) Yes. So being fortified, being protected, they had this huge wall. Now, have you ever heard living life on the edge? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that phrase is like, because it's dangerous. If you are on the outside part of a city and someone comes to attack, guess who's getting attacked first? The people on the outside. You know, (laughs) Living on the edge. It's the safest place where every, all the important people would be in the middle, right? With, you know, layers around it. Like an onion. Layers. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Parfait. Shrek. <laughs> I love parfait. So guess where Rahab's house was? It was on the outside. It was, like, on the wall. And not only was her house there, but her house was in a place where the sun would dry this crop called flax. Mm-hmm. So lucky Rahab because her house happened to be on the, the good part of the town to get a bunch of sun to dry it out. All the flax seed was on top of the roof. Why does this matter, Farron? Well, if you're not familiar with the story <laughs> or with flax, I still don't know what that is exactly, but I have a picture in my head. So Joshua sends the spies. They happen to 
come to Rahab's house, who's one of probably the only people in the whole city who wasn't going to rat him out. Not only that, but when she hid them, she hid them under the flax. Now listen, not everybody had flax on the roof to hide mm-hmm. people. Coincidence? Probably not. Stuff that's written in the Bible? No, but that's, if you do the research in the history, there you go. And when the walls around Jericho fell, because, spoiler alert, they fall and they conquer Jericho, her house was like the only one on the wall that was still standing. Look at there. Coincidence? No. So, <laughs> as you can tell, I'm pretty pumped about I like about that you're this. nerding out right now. I'm I so am. happy for us. <laughs> well, I think I have to set the story because also the time that God sent the spies was after the harvest when they were drying the flax seed. Mm-hmm. Had it been any other season of the year, there, even though her house was used for drying flax, there might not have been flax up mm-hmm. there. That amount in that way laid out like that. So the purpose of me going on this tangent is Autumn is going to talk about seasons. Mm-hmm. Seasons in life, which she's probably not the first person to use that analogy but that is what this chapter is going to focus on. So it does tie back into Rahab and God's timing and that, you know, we see it from a, a ant's eye view. What is it really? Because there's like, I like bird's eye I like view. ants. No, Let's do that. tell me no, I think that's right. Some right. small animal. From the book of Farron, right? Yes. We see things from an ant's eye view, <laughs> but God has a bird's eye view perspective. And so, um, again, not coincidental talking about seasons and timing and sometimes that could be what's holding you back maybe you say things like well i'll do this when the time is right i'll do this when it feels right i'll do Mm -hmm. this when i have a certain amount of dollars Mm -hmm. and the point is that um when you feel the nudge you need to go yeah because you don't know (laughs) if someone's metaphorical flax is on their roof and you are going to them you don't know the timing or you don't know the exact steps but if god's like hey you need to do this thing, then you need to do the thing. Because there might be other moving parts that you don't know about, but because you had that conversation, you went and took that person out for coffee and had that conversation that sparked an idea in their head, now, chain reaction later, they're calling you six months later, hey, remember when we talked about whatever. And the flip side of it, too, and I feel like this is a message that's sold a lot, is like, get rich quick. Do this diet and lose 20 pounds in a week. I'm sure that's healthy. (laughs) I'm sure that's going to last, right? And I mean no shame in that if that's uh, your jam, but uh, just, you know, my experiences. So also not rushing ahead. Mm -hmm. If the spies had come a season early, right? Not a season late because they waited, but a season early and it wasn't their time yet, um, and you're trying to make it happen on your timeline, that's going to look different as well. Mm-hmm. So she titles one of the headings is, You Cannot Skip a se- Season. And she says, There's no shortcut to the goodness of God, of what God has promised to you. Mm-hmm. Man, it's like an unbaked cake. Mm, I want cake so bad. I'm going to open up this oven and eat it. It's been in for two minutes. Is that going to be as good? No. Will it be kind of good? I don't know. You like cookie dough, Farron, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they now sell a ton of products that they put, like, it's edible terrible. cookie dough. It's and terrible. I'm like, it's all edible. That's silly. <laughs> <laughs> so gross. Oh, okay, so there is a part. So one of our preachers, he was on episode 25 of our Grit miniseries, How to Be Spiritually Grit, David Griffin. He talked about anytime his kids are in this situation, he always asks these three things. 
they're like, oh, dad, I'm going through this struggle. It could be anything from I broke a nail to my girlfriend broke up with me or whatever his kids were dealing with. He would say, who are you? And they would say, I'm a child of God. Why am I here? Because he wants me to learn. He wants to teach me something. And he goes through the same process with them every single time. He ends up asking three questions to his kids. But that way, now, some one's married, one's in college, some are in... I mean, he's got five kids. They're all, <laughs> mm-hmm. they're all different ages. But they have been trained from the beginning to understand whose they are and that God is trying to teach them something in this season. So, yeah. Parenting that. tactic. Gosh, I love that you bring up our earlier episodes because they're all full of... They're all wisdom <laughs> and knowledge. And it, it's not us. It's it not was, us. We're just trying our, to get it into the It's our interviewees. Yes. <laughs> Jesus. Yes. So if you are new around here, we encourage you. Mm-hmm. My favorite are the interviews. So not to dog our cause here. Definitely if a book speaks to you, go listen to the whole series. But if you're like, you guys have so many episodes. We know. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> but you might just start with some of the interviews. Yes. On the topic that you like. Um, okay. So, Farron, I'm going to pull a quote from the book of Farron, actually. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, I need to come up with God numbers. needs to humble you over there. <laughs> Farron, 611. <laughs> oh, Lord bless it. Okay. So, we were in CG, and I guess it was, I don't, I don't know if we were... We were coaching up someone, or... They won't know either. The question might have been, like, what advice would you give to couples who are about to get married, Mm. or who are trying to decide who their spouse should be? And you said... (laughs) I do not. Where's my lawyer? (laughs) This is hearsay. (laughs) I... (laughs) I'm going to read it. Okay. You're going to go through some stuff, so you better pick a great teammate. And I thought, that sums it up. That sums it up because, yeah, you want to be in love with them, but love's in action, people, so you're just going to have to go through those mountains and valleys, but you want to pick someone who's going to be a good teammate, and yeah, this season, ouch, but I have a teammate I can rely and depend on, and God gave me that person, so moving forward. Yes. So, good job, And if you're not in a relationship with someone, we talk about community. People in your life. And if you don't have the greatest parent, cheerleaders, you got God, you got Jesus, Mm -hmm. you got Rahab. She's probably up there cheering you on as well. Let's go! So, back to the season analogies. Um, She starts off, Autumn, talking about, okay, let's talk about seasons and harvest. Mm -hmm. Again, back to the whole flax analogy or reality from (laughs) Rahab's story. But she talks about the soil. And so when God plants an idea on your heart, not only is that idea supposed to be growing, Mm -hmm. uh, but you as an individual need to grow as well. So there could be a lot of reasons for timing, and it's not just sit and do nothing, Mm -hmm. um, but doing the daily grind, doing the stuff that's not fun. And she says, it's a lot of work, and you probably already knew that, and we know that, and the thing is, is that that hard work will pay off. But if you've That's ever... in the Bible. Yes, if you've ever planted anything, it doesn't necessarily sprout the next day. I'm sure some right. botanist is going to tell me about <laughs> one seed that does. Listen, our botanist listener, you message us. Yeah, but I think of my own children when we start a garden. Now, the older ones get the idea that it's going to take mm-hmm. a while. But, you know, Gabby is expecting a plant the next day. Well, we finally get a flower and she's like, I thought that was a pumpkin plant. Why is there a flower? And just, it's part of the process. And so, again, in that season, we're... She is quick to say, and we also want to reiterate, that 
it doesn't mean sitting and doing nothing. Instead, she says, if you're in the soil preparation season, don't be afraid to get your hands a little dirty. Mm-hmm. Maximize it, for the sowing will not be a waste. So if you think of dirt, right? Not everything will grow in just any kind of dirt. Some stuff will, but it's going to grow really well in some miracle grow mm-hmm. with some fertilizer. It will help. Compost, <laughs> right? Um, but yeah, so don't underestimate what you can be doing in the soil preparation season. Yeah. And to back that up with some biblical truth, Galatians 6, 9, and let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. Yes. Exactly. Boy, you better not quit. <laughs> you just be in the dirt like, <laughs> but keep going. Yeah, Autumn points out along those lines, it's kind of a thankless season, but yeah. it's an important one. Uh, hey, newborn face. No one's going to say Adam That baby's not going to be like, thanks, Mom. For cleaning me. Maybe never. Mm. Maybe (laughs) never. Teach them gratitude, guys. Get our gratitude journal. That'll help you. Oh, okay. So I'm putting you on the spot with a question. Because you know what I've decided to do now that we do this? Sometimes I'm going to write questions in the margin and I'm going to surprise ask you. So here we go. Mm -hmm. No think time allowed. (laughs) So what skills did you not know you needed then? And then had an aha moment later and you're like, oh, I know how to do that. Or I can do that because I've done these things before. I can just transition how that is. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, one endeavor I am in the process of is writing my own dyslexia curriculum. Now, I had that thought, and it was really from God because I told God I wasn't going back to school, and he just laughed. And that wasn't a good sign. LOL, get your butt there. Yeah. (laughs) And then I got very, like, in a position where I left my job, and I was never going to leave that job. So he just kind of makes the rules. (laughs) (laughs) Funny how that works. Gravity, can't escape it. What he's going to do, can't escape it. (laughs) But I first had that thought as I was sitting in my dyslexia training. And I had never used the program I was using. I didn't even get to experience to see if it was going to even work. I didn't even know if I would like this dyslexia mm-hmm. thing. Honestly, I first took the position with more of an interest in ESL, English as a Second Language. So, in that time, <laughs> between having that first thought before I'd ever even used it, and I'm already having this thought of I could do better, which I, could not have come from me, um, <laughs> I have used multiple programs. I've seen the success. I have seen the need. I've seen parents desperate to help their kid, whether they've been identified as having dyslexia or not. And another thing that God's put on my heart lately is, um, what's the scripture about God is the word and the word is God. And that's in the beginning. Yes. Okay. So if Satan Genesis one, something in the beginning was the word and the word was God. I think that's that sounds right. The kids have said it to me many a time. Go read it in your Bible. <laughs> Go find it. I don't have the whole thing memorized. <laughs> Put it on our social pages so you can help others find it too. Um, no, but why wouldn't Satan want to attack our ability to read the word? Mm. So for those of you that still haven't picked up your Bible yet. <laughs> My mind is blown right now, Farron. Well, so here ah! I'm like, okay. I am going to write a dyslexia curriculum. How does that further God's kingdom? And at first I was like, well, it's going to help others who are going through these trials and tribulations. But the bigger picture focus is like, if people can't read God's word, that's a crazy, like, that's a nice tactic, devil. Like, kudos for coming up with that. I have goosebumps on my forehead. Oh, that's impressive. Yeah, but here's the deal. 
Uh, Ask me how much of the curriculum I've written. How much of the curriculum have you written? Some. (laughs) (laughs) But in this time, I continue to get these different job opportunities and interactions and like on my social media pages for Move Mountains Literacy, Mm -hmm. I am reading and digesting material to give my audience and I think like that's fulfilling their need, Mm -hmm. but I'm continuing to still learn and develop the soil and cultivate all sorts of things that had I not started, right? You're never going to know everything you need to know, okay? So if that's you and you're like, I don't want to start, I got to learn some things first. Let Jesus know everything. Start... And you learn as you go, which sounds very irresponsible. Mm-mm, no, God's going to equip you. That's in Hebrews. Exactly. And there's some things you can't learn unless you do it. Would you want a cardiologist who has read every book on cardiology and studied every video to operate on you first? Mm, or would you want the person who has done a hundred million successful open heart surgeries? You would want the person with the experience. Mm-hmm. Get out there and get the experience. So... What did I not know that I needed to know? I did not <laughs> Long know. way to answer this question, Baron. <laughs> well, I didn't know. When I had that first thought, it was very overwhelming and seemed super out of place. Yeah. Because you had never... What? Yeah. Hindsight, experience has taught me the things I didn't know I needed. But the uh-huh. only way I got those experiences was showing up every day mm-hmm. and taking advantages of op- opportunities that... We're prompted by the Holy Spirit yep. and continuing to cultivate my knowledge through right now I work for a reading company where I provide training for teachers multiple times a week and again consuming material to feed my audience but it's feeding me too. I'm still mind blown right now that your dyslexia program is going to help people read their Bible. Oh, yes. That's, I'm so happy. <laughs> that's the ultimate goal. I, and I like how you took you took one very niche down thing and you tied it back to how are people seeing Jesus, which is really cool. And I also liked how you said you were saying yes to those things in the season. Like, oh, I don't know, I'll say yes. And that's exactly what Shelby Houston did, episode 171. She ended up taking a semester off so she could say yes to every speaking engagement she was asked to go to as a junior in college or write the whatever or go visit the whatever so episode 171 I don't want to spoil any of it for you but she in that season was like okay God is telling me I need to say yes to a lot of these things right now so I need to put this one thing on hold I think it's I think it can wait Mm -hmm. (laughs) you're not gonna have to redo psych 203 it's gonna be fine yes and autumn's mission was starting a ministry so again with what we talked about labels last week it might have seemed like, the devil was trying to stop her from doing that by using that label. Like, well, mm-hmm. who's ever going to yeah. want you to come to your ministry if you're supposed to be, you know, this example, but you're a divorcee? So she says on 36, she says, I forced, if she had forced her ministry, that was her goal. Mm-hmm. If I had forced the ministry to develop on my timetable, we would have lacked the depth of maturity needed to handle the trials and carry the weight of the vision. Yeah. So again, you... You're never going to be completely ready. There's going to be trials. But the only way you get prepared is by taking action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think if you like rest. You're like, I'm going to run a marathon. <laughs> but I want to save my energy. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to wait till race day. So I'm going to rest all the way till race day. And then I'm going to run it. Yeah, it's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> ah! uh, I like the call to be prompted and then follow through. 
So the first step is, how do I hear the Holy Spirit talking? We answer that in Gangster Prayer, so make sure you go listen to that, and we say it all on the podcast. But then the next step is to, now that you've heard what God is saying to you, you need to go do it. Mm-hmm. There's a reason he says, go call the person, or you need to go switch jobs, or you need to go ask for a raise, or, 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 or. So something we've been teaching our kids, this is maybe not even related. Um, we we donate a lot of our stuff instead of um, sell garage selling. That's not to make anyone feel whatever. But the lesson we teach our kids there is God gives to us in abundance, so we need to give to others and we donate to a specific shelter that helps uh, battered women. So, hey, look, Autumn, look at that. So following the prompting, but then if you can also back it up and teach your people why you're doing what you're doing, that helps point back to God. So there's that. That was really random. I don't know. I guess maybe someone needed to hear it on the other side. Okay, so we talked about soil, then she goes in to talk about seeds, and there's the parable in Matthew where Jesus talks about seeds that are sown and they fall on different uh, surfaces. surfaces. Thank you, that's a great word. And a lot of people take this scripture out of context, and it's because Mm -hmm. they'll stop too soon. Read the whole Mm -hmm. section. And so it's often preached as, like, what environment are you putting yourself in? Which that is something important to consider. However, Jesus goes on to say that these surfaces don't represent necessarily the environment you're you're in, but how you consume God's word. Mm. So whether you don't consume it, whether you consume it Mm. and quickly forget it, or once again, if you are meditating and... um, thinking about God's word constantly. Yeah. And so the, the, that parable mm-hmm. finishes with the ones that are constantly meditating on God's word are the ones that produce the most fruit, yeah. that grow the strongest. Yeah, man, the environment is between your ears, not necessarily physically. Mm-hmm. So physically, sure, yes, we can take that physically, mm-hmm. but also it's very much your head space and your soul space. almost said heart space, but, you know, that just pushes blood to your body. Yes. <laughs> There's more words in between the seed phase and what I'm about to share, but that's, guys, (laughs) please go read it. (laughs) Yes, go read it. But now we're to the point where the plant is growing, but you need to do some pruning. And so the scripture from, yeah, I know, that's why we had to get to it. Okay, Mm -hmm. so John 15, 2, every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it so that it may bear more fruit. Out of love, this is now Autumn's words, out of love, he cuts the useless shoots that would have otherwise burdened and steal from the growth. If you think that's a dumb concept, have you ever cut your hair, trimmed your nails, <laughs> brushed your teeth? Those are things that build up will happen and cause eventual destruction. So if your hair, if you never cut your hair, your hair will not be as healthy as it could be. Or if you never brush your teeth, oh, your teeth, I just can't even, no. I'm stopping Ugh. that one. Or like cutting your nails, you know? Mm-hmm. You won't be able to brush your teeth. <laughs> so, again, pruning is a natural thing that you're already doing. Now we're talking about in the soul space. And maybe you'll relate to this, too. She says, I couldn't better describe how worry, that's me, and the obsession of money can choke the life out of us. Mm. So those may be thoughts, but we know thoughts also lead to behaviors and actions. Right, right. So when you look at your life and maybe you're in, like, you are producing some fruit, but you're like, I feel like I'm supposed to be doing more. Mm -hmm. And this isn't really my end goal, but I can't seem to get to that next step. 
there's probably areas of your life where then you need to be in that pruning yeah. phase. And it can be people, it can be activities, mm-hmm. and it can be your thoughts. And yeah. then there's probably more, but I'll just, how about three? That's yeah. a good number. <laughs> and whatever else Brooke wants to add. See the show notes. See the show notes for more. But that's good. I mean, and that could also, pruning could also look like outsourcing things. It doesn't necessarily have to be like, if you're trying to pour into your kids more and you're not home because you're always working, then what can we outsource to other people so I can get home in time so I can pour into my kids? It could look like that. So if you're like, oh, I can't cut back work, but you can cut back your system on how you're doing your work. Yeah. And then the obvious would be like pulling weeds, which you probably can already yeah, we think can probably of go the, with the obvious. <laughs> annoying things, right? That you know, like I spend three hours a day on social media. Yeah, that's probably a weed and not like pruning. Mm-hmm. Um, leaving work at work and trying to, you know, come home and when you can be present. To me, that's the difference between like this analogy of pruning and mm-hmm. weeding the garden. I have another question for you, Farron. Oh, no. <laughs> Um, who helps prune you? Which is a question everyone... This is for everybody. It's an all-scape. But Farron, since I have you trapped here, I'm going to have you answer it. So, uh, sometimes... Because sometimes we can't see it. We're so close to it. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. if you're... If you know what you're needing to prune, you just need some brainstorming mm-hmm. or like a mastermind session. Uh, who are some people that you or other people listening could mm-hmm. call? I am in a current phase of my life where I do a lot of Mm self-reflection, and honestly, through the Daily Audio Bible and Autumn's podcast, I mean, God really puts on my heart, like, you know you shouldn't be doing that, or, hey, you know you need to go pick this Bible up and read, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. But I will tell you, my kids are brutally honest. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The big job change came for me when uh, my oldest said, Mommy, why are you tired and angry all the time? That's hard. And that required some pruning. Uh-huh. Um, I was working. I was providing. I believe being a teacher is on mission with a lot of what God wants me to do in this life. Um, so while it didn't mean like never educate again, I did have to prune and cut back in some different areas. Yeah. So and change your system. And Me and Jacob, I think we both just have high expectations and we both know that. And so I always want to do well for him, and I know what those what they are, and that's not in mm-hmm. a like controlling way, and vice versa. It's just being submissive and loving, and we both have big goals um, for ourselves individually, as a couple, as a family. But I would say here lately in this current season, my children hold that mirror up, mm-hmm. whether I've exploded and they're looking at me with tears in their eyes and I'm thinking yeah I probably could have handled that differently there yeah Yeah. so I would say they are currently my my mirror Mm, that's a good one if you want to hear Jacob's episode (laughs) Farron snuck them on on episode 148 they talk about how they serve each other well so good job oh well thank you I'm glad Mm -hmm. I'm knocking these down yeah all right we got to get to what I think is the last season she talks about in the chapter we'll find out (laughs) and that's the season of harvest so um that's the good news right put in all the work you've done your time you have harvested now now I've got all this flax ready to use (laughs) What do I do with it? Just save it so maybe someday you can hide I can spies hide under people. <laughs> the har- I think a good point she brings up, Autumn brings up, is the harvest isn't just about you. So, again, let's take self out of it because a lot of times it's, I worked so hard and now where's my reward? Oh, I have my reward. 
okay, well, what what are we doing to further the kingdom with it? Is it, if it's a monetary thing, are we tithing properly or are we, and tithe, I mean, you can, your tithe can look a whole, a lot different. It could be your time. It could be money. It could be giving a financial gift somewhere or taking, hey, we're going to take five families out to dinner over the next two months and provide a meal for them. I mean, it could look a bunch of different ways. So how are you applying whatever you're harvesting or bringing in? Yeah, exactly. She says the harvest of your life isn't meant purely for you. Mm-hmm. And if you are, if what you're doing aligns with God's mission, you knew that when you were in the soil phase. Yeah. So in the harvest season, I think oh, I've been guilty of this. It's like, okay, when I get to this level, then I'm going to just stop and I'll rest then and, you know, retire or no, whatever. You can but, retire when you're in heaven, Farron. Yeah, I mean, I think <laughs> there might be people out there that have reached a goal or success And there's a momentary, like, wholeness and satisfaction, and it quickly Mm -hmm. fades. And then people typically go one of two ways. Well, why did I even do that? Waste of time. Why would I pursue anything else? Mm -hmm. Remember from last episode, if if the prompting is stopping you or regression, that's not from God. Or they say, what's next? Mm -hmm. And they find the next passion or goal to achieve... And that's going to be God. He's empowering you to move to the next level. The yeah. race is done. Maybe when you're dead, I haven't died yet, so we'll let you know. When yeah. we get. <laughs> uh, I and just remember that feeling, the feeling of unqualified or oh, I don't know how to do that. That would be a lie from Satan because Hebrews thirteen twenty through twenty one talks about how God is going to give you the exact things that you need. So if you're like, I don't know how to be a mom, the da- the manual doesn't get downloaded in my head while I'm at the hospital. Well, he's going to equip you, so you're going to be all right. Or I'm walking into this new job. I know I'm supposed to be here. I don't know what to expect. Well, you don't have to worry there because you're going to be equipped. Exactly. And then when you have those successful seasons, I believe they serve you later in other missions. So if yep. you take the harvest example... The farmers are going to harvest some of the seeds from the crop for the next season. Mm-hmm. And they're going to continue to pay off in that time. But she also makes another great analogy where she talks about how sometimes, like wheat, when it's harvested, then it's got to be ground into flour. Mm-hmm. So sometimes people reach, you know, this pedestal moment and then it's like getting knocked down and grinded on and pressed pressed on mm-hmm. the garden of guess mm-hmm. oh i well said done. Well it done. right it's like an oil press and that's where mm-hmm. jesus was literally sweating blood right before like the greatest act of love was ever demonstrated so if you feel like man i'm in a harvest season but i still feel like I'm why does it hurt so bad <laughs> yes um a lot of even a lot of the podcasts i listen to the business entrepreneurs so if anyone out there is in business they say you know usually right after those deepest darkest moments was like the greatest jump or accomplishment or payoff hello renaissance you see it in history too so please don't give up just know that when if it looks like a harvest on the outside but doesn't feel like it it's on the inside Mm -hmm. press on god's preparing you for the the next round, starting yeah. back at the soil level. And also that could mean sharing your wisdom. Like if you feel like you're you're mm-hmm. done, like if you're a retired teacher, mm-hmm. well, now you can turn around and flip your wisdom to the, the newbies out there. Like, oh, man, I'm so glad you gave me these 10 things that I needed to know. 
that it took you 30 years to learn. You can input that wisdom, and you're still serving. And um, this is a quote in her book from Autumn, only a heart prepared by the experience and lessons from the prior seasons can handle the harvest season. So you can't just waltz in and like, woo, I'm here to just, it's like the person who didn't do anything on the group project and then gets the uh, A. That's, that's not going to serve them later. And it's actually going to hurt friendships and things. Anyway, to wrap it up, there's some questions. I like how she ends it with some questions that you or others could answer. Fair, and I can put you on the spot again if you want me to. Okay. But what will you do with your harvest? How will it be managed? Where will you put it? Who will take care of it? And if we're being honest with ourselves, we may not be ready for the harvest. Be patient in the seasons of your life because they prepare you with the wisdom for the abundance of the harvest. I don't know who will take care of it in the long term, but even if no one does, I think it's served a purpose in the time being. In the season. How will it be managed? I'm still figuring that out each and every day. <laughs> Where will you put it? That's a tricky <laughs> setup question. These are just because there's something right now. <laughs> there's something I want to say. It's inappropriate, but it's just funny in my head. But what will you do with your harvest? Ultimately, everything is pointing back to God, furthering His mission. Which I shared earlier. Sounds like good journal prompts. Getting people to God's word. Boom. All right, chapter four. I like how I said these were going to be like 15-minute episodes and not one (laughs) has been. Sorry. No, don't apologize. Okay. I just think it's ironic. (laughs) Tune in for a longer than 15-minute episode next week. Bye. We're really good at segues. (laughs) And sound effects, right. Yes, so that's the end of our episode, but if you find yourself wanting more, and who could blame you, Brooke, (laughs) tell them where they can find us Monday through Friday. We have a lovely website. It's wittyandgritty.blog. You can go there. It has every mini-series ever we've done. What about the socials, Farron? Yes, we are on Instagram and Facebook primarily, but we do also have um, a Pinterest account, so be sure to follow us on your favorite social platform. Yeah. Oh, also, fun fact, we release episodes every Wednesday, so you can count on us. Be sure to subscribe. That way you don't have to go and find it every week yeah it'll just automatically do the magic computery thingy thank you technology go technologies and Uh, instagrams yes all right we'll catch you next week guys bye this episode is brought to you by 21 kicks journals the journals you'll actually finish research shows that actively doing something for 21 days in a row will change your brain Our uniquely designed 21-day journals will grow you on a deeper level, help you increase your odds of achieving your goals, and, not to mention, they're fun and beautifully designed. Head to the 21 Kicks Etsy shop today to explore your journaling options. We'll link it in the show notes.